Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have Andy Andrew joining us to encourage us toward unity in our friendships and just relationships in general. She takes time to remind us to be mindful of the expectations we bring into relationships, to stay true to our word, and to communicate. So, this is a great conversation, and I'm excited for you to hear it, so let's get on with it. All right, well, welcome to the podcast, Andy. I'm so excited to have you. I'm really glad to be on with you. It's good to meet you. <laughs> yes. I love your hair. First of all, I wanted to tell you that too. It's Thank so beautiful. You. No one can That's see it, but they'll have to go find you yeah, and see how beautiful your hair is. It's very dirty and I need to wash it tomorrow, <laughs> but sometimes like the grosser it is, the better it looks. I don't know. It's uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it that thing where it's like, if you have straight hair, you want curly hair. You have curly hair, yeah. you want straight hair. So anytime I see curly headed ladies, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and do you know what's so funny is I straightened my hair. I would straighten it and then put a wave in it like all the time or just really? straighten it. And then I started to notice every time I would wear my hair like naturally curly, my dad is always like, oh, it's so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And mm. I was like, I should really do that. And then I realized I wash my hair once a week now. I just spray it down and it's ready to go every day. I'm like, what have I been doing with my life? Like trying That's to straighten awesome. it. Yeah. So I'm with you though. I did You had to make for... it through the middle school, high school years probably <laughs> to realize that, right? Where yeah. Every time it was like, you got to straighten it absolutely perfectly. Pin yes. straight. <laughs> oh yeah. And I did do that until, until it was humid. And then underneath it would start right. to frizz out and it would get really fluffy. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> no hiding it. Nice try. Nope. Nope. There wasn't. <laughs> so besides your hair, tell us a little bit about you, Indy, and what life is like for you right now. Uh, right now I have got four kids in four different schools in New York city. Um, uh, yeah. A 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old, those three, as you can tell, were born very close together in quick yeah. succession. Yeah. Um, and then there was a little gap and uh, we have an almost nine-year-old. So he, but they're all, so they're all in different schools in the city. That's the way the school system works. You apply to your middle school and high school. Um, so, you know, they're going to be mm. ready to go to college. It won't even be hard for them. Yeah. So <laughs> they're That's back crazy. in school. And so life looks like, you know, getting back into that new rhythm again, uh, where I'm able to, uh, be writing and working and creating content and, uh, and then getting a lot of laundry done that never ends and all those mm -hmm. sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a travel season at the moment. So usually in spring and fall, that's what I'm doing and speaking on, um, you know, 24 hour, like usually from Friday to Saturday, then home for Sunday and back yeah. into the school week. So yeah, life is a little bit hectic, but beautiful at the same time. And we're getting it done. So that's um, crazy. That's just a little bit about me. Um, but my, yeah, my husband and I live here in the city with our four kids and it's, we love it. <laughs> yeah. That is so fun. I can imagine the chaos of getting them all to different schools oh. and just, that's such a different, you know, I know that the 
just the hustle and bustle of the city life is so different. It's like, you can't just pile them all, you know, necessarily in, in the car all the time. Right. Well, I'll tell you what happens. So this is another little fun fact is I have lived here. I got my license when I was uh, 16 years old in mm-hmm. Washington state where I grew up, moved to Australia for 10 years and turned it over to an Australian license, moved license, moved to New York. And my U S license had expired. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a license in New York. I am 43 years old, don't have a license anymore. And my eldest three kids ride the subway to school. I wow. walk my, I walk my youngest to school. So that's, that's how we roll here in New that York. It's crazy. <laughs> so you have, you literally have not had like a U.S. license since, since you were 16, basically. Um, or around okay. when I, when I moved, I moved to Sydney when I was 21. So mm-hmm. I had, so a you US had it license. until then. Yeah. And then I drove on the, and then I drove on the other side of the road for 10 years. So yeah. So you're like, I'm never going back. Nope. (laughs) So yeah, it might be dangerous if I get my license again, my brain will be like, which side do we go on? Right. They're like, who's this lady driving on the wrong side of the road? I don't know know how to do this. Right. How do I do this again? (laughs) That is nuts. That is crazy. And such a different life. It's weird to picture, you know, such a different life than down here in Texas. Different than where I grew up too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. So tell us about your new book and what it's all about. Yeah. So this is my third book and this has been a very tender, difficult, wonderful, amazing book to write. Um, Healing as I even wrote it. It's called Friendship. It's Complicated. And the subtitle is Break Up With Drama create authentic connection and fulfill your purpose together. So that's a mouthful. I feel mm-hmm. like I always do that. Whenever I write my subtitles, my editors are like, that's too many words. We need to like, <laughs> like, like but but everyone I, needs to know what it's about. Yeah. I want them to know everything that it's about. They're like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's narrow it down. Um, and so this book is really kind of what it says, but the truth is, is it was born out of, um, my relational difficulty that mm-hmm. I started to really notice probably in about 2018 when a lot of relationships around me seemed to be burning to the ground. I was mm-hmm. not, um, having healthy friendships, even my best friend of 20 plus years. Um, she's been on my, my podcast and, um, I write about her in this book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we, we joke now because we're like, we broke up. Um, but we went through a really difficult time and we'd been friends for, I've known her longer than my husband. And mm-hmm. so I started to realize I was the common denominator in every relationship that I was in and started to go, what's the deal here. And, um, and so I, I wouldn't say I didn't have the idea for the book until about a year and a half ago. And when mm-hmm. I, I can look back now and go, I'm actually walking through, uh, I've walked through a lot of healing and then intentionality, mm-hmm. um, in relationships. So I feel like, I mean, I definitely am not perfect in this, but I feel like I could really share and journey with some people in, in the friendship and relationship journey. And honestly, this book, the, the applications can go really in many different types of relationships that you have. But the truth is, is being friends with women for me has been complicated and God has shown me how to uncomplicate that. I really want to share that with people. So, um, I know I shared like a lot right there, but I'm, I'm really excited about this book and it's broken into two parts too. Mm. Um, the first, the first part is about facing yourself. Cause I want people um, to, and I had to understand that I needed to walk in healing. I needed to do the work. I needed to own my side of things and stop blaming other people for why I was, how I was, or 
mm. play the victim in certain relationships again. Mm. Um, and then after that, it's really about intentionality and um, creating those connections um, authentically and real with the right circle of friends and the right people. And the crescendo of the book is probably my favorite because um, it starts with the woman wound, which we can go wherever you want. And it <laughs> ends with becoming a spiritual midwife, but that's the journey that we go on. So mm. um, yeah, that's a little bit about the book, but I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of it, excited about it. And even as I go back through it, I feel like I get more out of it again. Right. Yeah. yeah something you can always go back and learn from. So, yeah, you know, I'm guessing you wrote a lot of it maybe pre-COVID or around COVID. So, you know, what have you noticed as far as like friendships and what um, challenges have been throughout just like you yeah. know, how to navigate them in the time that we're in right now. Yeah. I think, I don't think I realized that this book would come out at a time where it was probably actually needed in the sense that yeah. we've all gone through a couple of years of, um, isolation and self-preservation, not because we really wanted to, but because we, we had to, and yeah. there was mandates and things that, and, it's, and here in New York has been wild. So, um, and I know it has in other places too, but uh, I think the truth is, is even, I didn't mention this in, um, when I was introducing myself, but my husband and I, um, moved here and planted a church 11 years ago. So even mm-hmm. that, like pastoring a church and, and watching what people have walked through watching the church, but in seeing what's happened with people relationally, relationally has been heartbreaking. But then also in my own life, noticing that certain friendships and relationships that maybe I thought I would have forever, like burned to the ground. And I have walked through more grief than I would like to admit Mm -hmm. over these last couple of years. And I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Um, and I think that I've also grown so much closer to a very small circle of beautiful friends and it has become rich and amazing. Um, and yeah, so that's what I've really noticed over these last couple of years. And I'm really hoping that this book will kind of push women into a place where they're like, okay, maybe a couple of us should do this together so that we can be set free from some of our issues and then really intentionally walk together. So that's Mm -hmm. my hope for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. And so, you know, a lot of what I feel like the struggle is in friendships and you can correct me because you're probably more of an expert than me. I don't know if I am. I think we're, I think we're all experts in our own world with what friendship has looked like there. Sure. Yes. We all have our own idea of what it is. So, you know, and that's because we set certain expectations for what yeah. we think it should look like. And so how can we navigate setting healthy expectations and boundaries yeah. and all that? Yeah, I think that's really a great question. For me, I think that's kind of where we start in a way is going back to going backward to move forward. And Mm. like I said, the first chapter in the book is called The Woman Wound. And I go back to a place where I face my issues with my mother. And my mother has given me full permission to talk about our relationship and write about our relationship because it is restored. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, a lot of things we don't realize is, is, um, we carry and project a lot of things, obviously from our childhood, from, um, relationships that we had because relationships inform us and they form us. Mm -hmm. And so relationship with your mother, um, or lack thereof actually did form the way that you bond with other women. I mean, this is what I noticed Mm -hmm. in my life. I'm speaking from my experience. Some of you may be like, you're a liar. That didn't happen to me. And that's fine too. (laughs) But, um, 
from a young age, what I realized in my relationship with my mother is that I became her emotional mother. She was going through a very difficult time Mm -hmm. and she would speak to me and reveal things to me that were honestly inappropriate for a little girl to know. And then even Mm -hmm. a teenage girl and young adult, all of these different things that we had to navigate. But then when she really started to do the work in her own life and I started to do the work in mine, I was really angry at her for a good period of time for about seven years. I write about that in my first book, mm-hmm. my anger, anger with her. But what I realized is fast forward into my relationships now as an adult. And I realized that I played a very codependent role with my mother where mm-hmm. I would carry things for her. Um, in an inappropriate manner. So fast forward, that's actually what I would do in female relationships too. Mm. I would somehow find someone who needed me for something, made me feel good about myself for a moment. But then when things started to break or they had unspoken expectations or unmet needs that they wanted me to meet. um, And I realized I wasn't enough for that. And I started to freak out. Um, I realized that this was a cycle that was happening with me and I needed to face that and deal with it and repent of that. And so I think, um, what we have to do is we first have to face ourselves with Jesus, not set up a tent in the Valley of the shadow of death. We go back Mm -hmm. to move forward. We go back with Jesus so that he can heal our wounds because when we're wounded, when we're young or last year or yesterday, we usually believe a lie. And then yeah. a false, a false belief system comes in. And so there's just false belief systems that we walk with that we have to address. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we step into any relationship, friendship, um, anything, we actually have to get good at speaking our expectations because unspoken expectations, I believe are one of the worst things that happen in any relationship because it really starts to break it down because mm-hmm. I would be mad at you because you didn't meet the needs that I wanted you to meet that you should have read my mind for. Mm-hmm. So we have to be get really good at speaking those expectations when we're stepping into a relationship with anyone. How much time I have? I've got four kids. I don't mm-hmm. have time for like seven friendships. I really don't. Mm-hmm. So when someone's like, let's have coffee and let's hang out, you're going to be my best friend. I'm like, probably not. So I just need you to know that, (laughs) but we can totally have coffee, but I've already got a couple of best friends. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. And, but that's, you know, it's like, it seems almost rude, but it's in a way it's wise because you're like, it would be worse to say, yes, let's have coffee. Let's hang out. And in the back of your mind, you know, you know, this is never going to happen. Like, yeah, the most worse. And I, it's almost worse. And I think we do that all the time. Yeah. And then I realized that I would say yes to so many people and create a false expectation. Mm-hmm. My bad. Like that's on me. Like, mm-hmm. instead of saying like, this is what I actually have time for in my life. And I would love to do that, but it, I'll probably see you like at coffee once a year. And people are like, what? I'm like, I'm serious. Right. <laughs> you know? So whatever that is, we've got to be real about what we can do. Um, and also just step out and do it too, and do what we said we would do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, ha- I'm guessing that that has changed for you in seasons, mm-hmm. like right now when you've got yeah. four kids and they've got a million things like that looks very different than maybe when you were like fresh out of college or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Or even in college, like I have a lot of listeners that maybe are in college, right out of college, you know, just in their 20s. And so, you know, thinking about that kind of phase of life, what do you think are like some healthy, um, like how do we figure out kind of what we have the capacity for, I guess? 
I think that's really good. I think probably you need to sit down and have a good amount of time, um, not amount of time, an intentional time of self-reflection, like actually look at your life and go, okay, I need this much time alone. And everyone needs to get good at having a little bit of alone time. The introverts are like, yeah, I'm so good. (laughs) (laughs) But the extroverts are like, what? I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. I think we have to have some intentional time um, that we really self-reflect and look at, this is my job. This is when I need to be caring for myself, whether that's exercise, grocery shopping, blah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. it is that your life looks like, the things that you have to do. And this is my social time. I want to really be intentional with that with my friends. Um, and of course there's always, there's always fluidity. I'm very also like, I'm very intentional, but then also I'm great for a fluid moment of like, are you around the corner? Come over. So yeah. it just, it just depends. Like I'm not that rigid, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, I think I remember being younger, um, which was a while ago now that I am 43 years old. Uh, <laughs> still like, you still like 20 something. You're doing great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I had a kid. I had a kid, um, a couple of weeks ago when I told him I had a son, his age, he said, wait, but you still look like you're in your naive years. And I went naive that? years. <laughs> I was like, first of all, where did you get that really cool one-liner? Right? And second of all, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve that. It was probably um, his mom that said you're in the yeah, night years. His mom. <laughs> That's probably true. But I remember when I was younger and in college, actually, um, that that was probably some of the time that I had to be the most intentional because I would find myself burning out, exhausted mm-hmm. and falling into a to a pile on the ground because I was like, so social. And then you had all of the homework and then, you know, everything that you had to do. So I remember at one time, I even said to some of my friends, Hey, um, I'm not going out on these nights. Cause I just want to be home. And yeah. I just want to actually have time that I, I sounded. So they would be like, Oh, you're so super spiritual. But I was like, I actually just want to have some time with God. Cause I wasn't having my quiet times in the morning at that stage of my life, but in the mm-hmm. evenings, mm-hmm. um, I would like light candles and turn on worship music in my bedroom. Oh, and yeah. I, <laughs> and I joke now that, um, when we first got married and I did that, my husband was like, yes. And I was like, no, this, is, <laughs> this is for Jesus, not you. Like every, everything changed when I got married. Um, so yeah, all that to say, I think you actually have in, have to have intentional time for that too. So yeah. in, intentional friendship time. I mean, two of my closest friends are not married and, mm-hmm. um, we have family dinner every Monday night and they come over and sit at the table with my family and my father-in-law and we have family dinner to make sure that we connect every single week. Mm-hmm. And so it's stuff like that, um, that right. we have to get, we just have to get good at. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And I liked your point too, about how in college it- often looks like you're trying to fill your schedule as much as possible. And you think that that somehow like marks, uh, your worth, you know, like yeah. how much mm-hmm. you fill your schedule, how much you're involved in things like that. And really mm-hmm. it's that intentionality of, yeah. you know, balance of time with the Lord and time with your closest people. Like, and is that time like actually fruitful? Like, are you talking mm-hmm. about you know, things that are life-giving, you know, yeah. like it's all about that intentionality. And so, yeah. even you know, as you grow in friendships and things like that, I think that's a really healthy way to be able to, you know, start mm-hmm. off with, you know, starting that as earlier, as early as possible to have that yeah. kind of 
you. So I think that's yeah, really I totally, good. I totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. The expert agrees. Yes. <laughs> Stop. You're so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I want to ask you a couple of more fun questions, Andy. Yeah, so it. what are you like reading, listening to, watching, pick any and all of those? Oh my gosh. You got me. Just what? Oh, just one second. Can I open my, can I open <laughs> my, my Kindle really quick? Yes. So you can all give right. us the exact titles. Yeah, because I like just get into a book and then I'm like, I don't even know what that's called. Like, I'm just reading it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. I'm such a weirdo. Okay. So what I'm reading at the moment, and I haven't, I have a, is it an issue? I don't know if it's an issue. I love historical fiction and Mm. specifically Mm -hmm. World War II genre novels. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, and I don't know if that's because my grandmother and grandfather were in World War II. And they met, they, they both served. She was a wave. He was, um, you know, he was so cool. Yeah. He, I mean, and he served in the Navy on a boat. He was actually, why am I blanking what it's called when they do that Morse code, Mm. he did Morse code and he was, when they were under attack, they would lock him in the Morse code room. So he was the last one if the enemy boarded the ship that they would get to so that if they went down, he could tell like their location as they're going down. Yes. So yeah, as they're going down. So he broke his back on the ship and she was his nurse <gasps> and they shut this up. Is right? like, this is like a historical it's fiction a novel. novel. In and of itself, <laughs> I'll write it myself. Yes, um, do it. So, um, Andy's first why, fiction novel coming soon. Here it is. I hope it's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to sit at the table with them um, before they passed away and they would just tell me stories. Wow. And I, so I think for me, there's a part of it. And also the fact that people survived, like that generation were born during World War I. They went through the Great Depression. They served mm-hmm. in World War II. They sent their sons and daughters off to Vietnam. You know what I mean? And I just went, and we're walking through what we walked through. I just love to learn from history and I love the good story. So um, that was a lot of preamble just to tell you that right now. <laughs> it's fine. Re- it's a I'm good lead up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, right, right now I'm reading a book called The Whispers of War, which is about, funnily mm. enough, three friends. And one of them, they, yeah, I know they live in the UK and um, one of them is German by birth. And, um, she may be put into an internment camp in, mm. and I forgot that we did all this stuff. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, we had internment mm. camps in the United States and then yeah, in the UK. So it's a really great story. And I had just mm. finished the winemaker's wife. So mm. I read that one right before. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you've got to like, tell like, what are the, what are the personal Jesus ones that, that I'm reading? Actually, this one's not a Jesus one, but I would highly recommend the body keeps the score. Oh, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Have you read that? I, I, I literally put it in my Amazon cart yesterday. Cause I've heard people talk about it so many times mm-hmm. and somebody in my Bible study class said it yesterday. And I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to get that. Yeah. So, and it's really good. I, I mean, it's like a, it's more like a textbook read, but it's, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. So mm-hmm. yeah, those are the ones that I've been reading recently. I just finished educated as well, which was like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that was a really good book too. Yeah. I started listening to that on audible and then my trial ended. So, I so you finished. said, will I keep going? I don't know. <laughs> you know? 
That's isn't that what's great? So this is why I love my Kindle because I'm like I can read like really a good chunk of a book and decide do I want to buy this or not? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. That's true. You get a little sample of it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. also why I get them from the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So send it on back. That's a, that's good too. Send it on back. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. What else? What were the other questions you asked? Are me? you watch? Are there any good shows you're watching? Okay, so it's a good show. I love Ted Lasso, and mm-hmm. I know. Okay, so I will preface this: if some of you are like, "What is wrong with her?" It's a British show, so there. If you do not do swear words, the F word is throughout. But like, it's by <laughs> the British this British soccer soccer player. Yeah. But, Ted Lasso, you just wish that he really existed in real life. Like he, yeah. he's that guy that America needs right now, that the world mm-hmm. needs right now. So mm-hmm. it just, he's hilarious. And um, that's a really good show at the moment. So mm-hmm. that would be. I've heard so many people say that one as well. So I'm feeling bullied yep. into watching that as well. You're feeling bullied? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you'll just come back and tell everyone, I hated that book. And also yeah. Ted Lasso was not Looked, great. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody? Why, why did you make me watch? It was kind of like all those years ago when everyone's like, what Enneagram number are you? And you're like, mm-hmm. stop asking me this. But right? everyone got bullied into figuring it out. And you're like, mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know some people are just like, just found out just to know so they can answer that question, you know, which because is not the I got point. Asked for years. And I'm like, I, I really don't want to get into this. Do I have to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your Enneagram, Andy? Oh, I actually <laughs> do know what it is though. I'm not going to lie to you. You want to know for real or not really? I will guess what you are first. Oh, and it's probably, I bet you, you might not be right. I tried. I probably, probably (gasps) won't be. I would say. I like that you want to guess though. This makes it fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes it way more fun. Guess the Enneagram (laughs) segment. I think that you are a three. Uh, Wing two. You're very, you're very close. You're close-ish. I thought you were going to say seven. Everyone was like, you're a seven. I'm like, I'm really not. I'm a four wing three. Oh, okay. I was debating in that realm. Three, yeah. four. So, okay. so the thing is, is like the, I, I laughed because I read that one book, the road back to you. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting at, um, Italy in lower Manhattan eating a pizza alone. <laughs> and I was reading about the four mm-hmm. and I started sobbing. I was like, this is so embarrassing. I've been so mad about this Enneagram thing. And now and it's I'm getting me. It. <laughs> it got me. So yeah, the three, the four is like my emo, deeply in touch with my feelings, all of that stuff. Even how I write my books is like very much that, but the three is what keeps me like, I can actually get stuff done in yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's a great combo. It's I don't sit in my combo. feelings for too long. Right. (laughs) Just long enough. Just long enough. (laughs) I have several four friends, so you can fit in. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's probably one of the motivations too, that you want to fit in. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You're like, I want to be different, but be a friend. Yes. (laughs) Accept me. (laughs) That's so true. Enneagram plug, go find your Enneagram and tell somebody to guess your Enneagram. (laughs) <laughs> or don't and say I or still don't, don't. care <laughs> and just say I'm a 14 I don't know <laughs> please say that just, just start telling people you're a 14 I'm a 14 mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She was not looking at the right thing at all. She doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> and then just keep going. Be very confident yeah, in that confident. answer of 14. Yes. Yes. Everybody, I'd I'm like to start announce. doing that now. That's what I'm going to do. Do oh it. Oh my gosh. Let, let me know the, let me know when how that happens and how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so lastly, what is refreshing you these days? Anything that's just like giving you life? I would say at the moment, um, so I've been in high support mode at the Mm. moment. I had two of my best friends actually both lose someone a week apart. Mm. So, um, and both the parents, one was their father and one was their mother. And so these are literally the people I do life with. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I was flying back and forth to different cities and, um, have been flying and speaking and releasing the book and getting my kids for ready to back to school. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie to you. What is refreshing me right now is having a day at home. And this is probably going to be, people will be like, what is wrong with her? But it's when I just get to have a very normal day at home. Mm -hmm. And, um, I get to, I know this sounds funny, but when I dropped my kids off to school on that first day of school and I was alone, I walked up to Trader Joe's all by myself Mm. and slowly walked down the aisles and picked whatever I wanted. Mm. And some people are like, can you, can I pay you to do that for me? (laughs) But um, they do, but, but it was beautiful. (laughs) Like for, you're like, no, I'll do it. No. (laughs) But, um, So like, I know that sounds funny, but the mundane things actually are the Mm -hmm. most refreshing to me. And just literally sitting in comfy clothes, reading a good novel, Mm -hmm. um, cooking a good meal and watching a show with my kids. Like, I know that sounds so boring, but Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You know when life is, you know what I mean? When life is so crazy that Mm -hmm. the simple is so peaceful and beautiful. And so that has been, what's been refreshing me in this season. Um, and yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes. The simple is the best. I I think walking through Trader Joe's by yourself slowly, as long (laughs) as it's not busy, whenever it's too busy, I get stressed out. So, but you know, Mm -hmm. if it's after you dropped your kids off, I'm sure that was a prime time. Well, what happens is all the parents go to work Yeah, and it's my day off on Monday. So like parents all are going to work. They've just dropped their kids off. Ain't nobody in Trader Joe's, but me Mm -hmm. and a couple other ladies and gentlemen that I nod and smile at as we mm-hmm. know that we are winning in life <laughs> yes. at the time we chose to go to Trader Joe's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I love that for you. And I hope you get many more slow Trader Joe days. <laughs> yeah. Do you, what's your favorite Trader Joe's thing? Do you have like a favorite? Oh, we just man. bought those mini pumpkin ice cream cones. Like, you know, the mini ones. Yes. There's pumpkin so, ones. Oh, well, probably only for a couple months, but like, true. I saw it and I went, I, I shouldn't buy these. We need I'm that. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to buy that and mm-hmm. try to only eat one a day. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. No, I think the serving size on those is actually three cones. I think, I think you're probably. <laughs> <laughs> or 14. <laughs> For my teenagers, it's a whole box. I'm like, really? Right. Okay. Right. Thanks I'm so a glad lot. I went to Trader Just Joe's bought those. Go yeah. back tomorrow. It's special. (laughs) Yes. No, I think my favorite are the ABC bars. They have like, they're like Mm -hmm. chocolate and almond butter in the middle. Oh, yes. I don't know that that's my absolute favorite thing there, but it just is what popped in my head. It's like a staple, you know, the the truffle Marcona almonds, those ones. I just like truffle. If you hate truffle, they're disgusting, but Mm -hmm. I've never had those. I love them. I'll take a peek next time. Do you should. 
Yeah. All the fall stuff makes me happy when I'm there, but it's still like 105 degrees here in Texas. So I can't jump on the fall bandwagon Does it get yet. fallish in Texas or For like three really. days? Three days. Okay. On and average. then everyone wears like a, and then it gets a sweater. <laughs> 50. Yeah. <laughs> it really is true. Don't come here. Just kidding. It's a great state. It's the best state in the con- country in the country. So in the country, in the country. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Andy. I had so much fun with you and I'm just, I just pray that God would really grow your ministry and just, um, be able to teach people about friendship. So thank you. Thank you so much, Emma. So good to be with you. Yes. You guys, I am so thankful for Andy's time on the podcast today. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit uses Andy's words to free you from any unhealthy boundaries and expectations you might have in friendship. So I hope you're able to seek unity with open eyes as you move forward. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll see you back next week on the podcast. Stay fresh, my people.